I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Hold in Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Oh, my God. Dustin Ross, we're in here on our day off. Well, we are, we, we are off from holding court, we should yes, say. Because yes. one of the themes that we're going to discuss today is the importance of having multiple incomes. I love that. I Isn't love that. Important? I love that. I, I love know that. you love that. Most people we know love that. And you would think that the the more the seasoned veterans. Yeah, of us, to put it plainly. Well, I thought we were going to do this on our normal record, yeah. but we had to come in for a special edition. But I do want to start our conversation today, deep by talking about how damn good you looked. Don't start with at me. that Legends Bravo Ball. First of all, thank you, but I only looked as good as I did because you were on my arm. How good did you look? You want to talk about being the belle of the ball? Oh, I was going for a, a princess moment, so thank you for that. When um, we exited the vehicle because there's there's yeah. there's there's levels to this, yes. right? That we have to dissect. Mm-hmm. We haven't we haven't done that. We haven't peeled the layers. We haven't because we've intentionally yet. not discussed the evening. When I exited the vehicle, when we pulled up onto 35th Street. And we, I exited the vehicle and got around to you and opened that door. The minute your ankle came out of that 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 SUV, the the yells, the screams, the ebony, oh my god! Everyone knew and, and said how beautiful you looked. I had never heard so many so cameras sweet. flashing. I think people were surprised uh, that we were there. I don't yeah. think that people, because obviously I don't have a current show on the network. Now I said currently. Current. <laughs> Catch that. <laughs> I love uh, an ellipsis. I love an ellipsis. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, so I think it was a nice, pleasant surprise for, for a lot of people to see me. And then a lot of people still enjoy holding court. A yes, lot of that Bravo yes. fan base has crossed over. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple yeah. Uh, to, <laughs> okay. uh To this holding court platform. Mm-hmm. And they have become jurors. And so to see... Uh, their favorites together. Yeah, um, that it, was, it was an so incredible good. moment. And, and thank I'm a, you I'm a, so much. No, for that, thank Abby. you for making the time. And it's so funny. I'm gonna just tell she's gonna be mad, but I don't care. So <laughs> I got to tell how your invite came about. Okay. <laughs> so you are yeah. <laughs> so normally, y'all, when I have you know a, a local event and BravoCon mm-hmm, is here mm-hmm. in New York, you know I just I automatically default and I invite my friend um, Natalie. Yes. Who I filmed we love with. Natalie. We love Natalie. Beautiful Natalie. Gorgeous Natalie. Natalie filmed on. Um, Season 13 of Roni yeah. with me, my beautiful Ethiopian queen. Natalie's and so the on. reason I'm sitting in this chair. She today. sure is your casting so director. Shout out to Natalie. <laughs> she sure is. Look, Nat. Nat. Love you, Nat. So normally I just I went go, and I went ahead and hit that. So when Bravo reached out, inviting me to Andy's Legends Ball, yeah. I immediately hit Nat. Said, you know, what are you doing on October 14th? Mm-hmm. And then my right mind kicked in. There we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know how your right mind uh-huh. be on delay sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes you just need a minute. It's your first mind and then your right uh-huh. mind. Uh-huh. They different. In that order. In that order. Uh-huh. So then my right mind kicked in and said, bitch, you know you need to take Dustin Ross to this because the <sighs> two of you hitting that carpet at that Legends Bowl together, now that's going to be it. It was incredible. So um, I was hoping she forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, because uh, you know, she'd be busy. Yeah. So I hit you, you very graciously. And I know you have stuff to do. You don't have to tell me because you always have something to do. Like, you know, uh, people that are like, are you free, bitch? I'm never free. <laughs> That's Dustin, y'all. Dustin don't never be free. But what he can do is make the time. Absolutely. And so you made the time. Yes. And when you said you were going to make the time, and then Natalie late ass texted me back later that night, like, yeah, I'm good. What's, <laughs> what's going on? I said, girl, don't worry about it. I said, girl, don't worry about it. Nothing, nothing. Well, listen, I'm so I'm so grateful <laughs> that she had a delayed response. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm glad I was able to step in them shoes. Me too. Um, that was a hell of an experience. Wasn't it was it, it was an excellent, incredible visibility, not just for holding court, but for me too. You, you looked know? and you looked so good, Dustin. Thank you, um, You know, you had the all black on. I didn't anticipate yeah. the turtleneck, but you gave like monochromatic yeah. modern bond. It yeah. was giving modern bond with the leather glove. So let me tell you what Mama Gloria said. Oh. With a messy self. Come on, Mama Gloria. <laughs> she said, y'all look so good. She said, tell Natalie, now nah, I understand. She said, I understand why she won his ass. That's what she said. She said, and guess what? She said, Eb, tell him I want him too. Oh, I that's love what you, she Mama said. Gloria. She said, how you feel about senior citizens? Okay. T- look, love, that's the most, you know, I like stability. Listen, she's okay. going to let you have that AARP discount. And I'm with that because I know just what I want. I'm making a list. <laughs> I'm making it much and love, Mama Gloria. Yeah. No, she 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 said we looked sophisticated. We, she, she said we looked regal. 
She said we looked regal. So we did our thing. We showed up. We looked good. What was your favorite aspect of the evening, other than how how good we looked and how much everybody told us? Right. You know, second (laughs) to that. uh, (laughs) um, One thing that I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. was seeing you be so well received mm. shown so much love by your contemporaries in that universe in the bravo universe yeah um, housewives you. versus both current and past legacy housewives Amen. all just had such open arms and such respect they Amen. were the, the the way that they were engaging it, with was, you humbling. And, and, it was humbling it was yeah and, you know i ended up sitting but you feel you felt that right i did and it was a, uh, not that i'm surprised because what people don't know because a lot of my uh, conversations and dialogues with you know the broader Bravo celebrities. It doesn't yeah. take place in the comments. Yeah, you for know, sure. Y'all will see a little couple emojis here or there. Oh my girl, you know Garcella to me. But the you know majority of my engagement with these um these individuals it's private conversation. It's, it's private conversation. It's yeah. on the telephone. Right. It's through DMs. It's through text messages. Right. Um. So I wasn't surprised, Dustin, but to feel it in person, because mm-hmm. again, y'all, we still coming out this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So some of these people, we have been like Leva Bonaparte, for instance, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Southern Charm, with mm-hmm. her new spinoff, yes. Southern Hospitality, oh, yes. promo looking good yes. as hell. Yes. yes. Um. We had actually not met it. We've been talking for two years and never been in person. And never in the been same in person. Yeah. So to feel that when I when we hugged, uh-huh. it was something. I'm gonna tell you not for nothing. I had the good pleasure of sitting between two uh, legacy queens during the ball. Yes. Caroline Manzo. Yes, yes, New Jersey. Shout out to one Caroline of the Caroline Manzo yeah. was giving. Yeah, yeah. Baby. She looked great too. She lo- that's what I'm saying. She looked fantastic. You know what Caroline is doing? She's aging gracefully. She looks and it's good. very rare that you see that with people who have been on television in the for that long. She was sure for sure. that long. She looks. Good. She's sophisticated, yeah. honey. I told her, her between her and Miss Pat from Southern uh, Charm, that yeah. their diamond collection yes. is a bitch's yes. aspiration. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I had listen, listen. Th- those rocks were just giving. I mean. Um, and then on the other side was, of course, Queen Cynthia Bailey, the one and only, the one and only, the one, class, grace, personified, yes. just gorgeous. And I, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to say more than this. Mm-hmm. She looked light. Yes, she you did. You know what I mean? She yeah. looked effervescent. She yeah. felt it. She was happy. There was an effervescence. She was in there great was, um, spirits. It was just, uh, you know, and I'm I'm new to my relationship with Cynthia. I know mm-hmm. y'all are older friends. But, yeah. Um, I, you know, but I have had the pleasure of meeting her a couple of additional times. And, you know, we share an attorney. Absolutely. So, we, you know, there's a lot of intersection mm-hmm. there. We have a lot of mutual friends. But Cynthia was glowing. Yes, she was. And that's saying a lot for a supermodel to go. Bitch, Abs- you know how good you got to look to be a supermodel and glow? She looked incredible. It was amazing. It was so good to see her and love on her and just... Again, seeing the two of you engage yeah. and interact, she loves you. That was just, loved her. it was just so great. So there was lots of love in the room. That was one thing I appreciated. Mm-hmm. I also liked just seeing these personalities that I was familiar with on mm-hmm. television because a lot of these people I did not have a personal connection to right. um, otherwise. And so seeing them in that room being their true selves, yeah. you know, confirmed and also debunked some things that I thought about some of them based on their personas on television. I concur. I love that. I love getting to the truth. I concur. Yeah, yeah, it was very. And listen, people like we about to do in one. Listen, stay with us, uh-huh. y'all, in one minute. Um, but I agree. You know, and people can say a lot, Dustin. But to your point, when you see people in person, energy yeah. doesn't lie. It does not. So you can. That's fine. But I'm I'm reading the energy, mm-hmm. and there was some really beautiful injury and some um and some shade some shade monsters was walking around smiling in people's face acting silly the thing was <laughs> it was so it was such an elementary pass at it yeah. at, at being quote unquote shady or being you know fake phony fake rude, that's really what it was yeah you know stonewalling all of those things exactly mm-hmm. by definition stonewalling yeah. you know doing it was such an uh, 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 elementary attempt. novice you know what i yeah. mean uh, soft they call it sophomoric yeah very sophomore <laughs> very sophomore um, it was just okay it was like that's what you really gonna do and guess what i'll always do it better than you so that's we can both do it together we're gonna get to that? that too yeah we will so here's the thing y'all this bravo con wrap-up was just supposed to be a little bloop in the entry of our next episode mm-hmm. but dustin and you know I was really done talking about Roni. Yeah. Um, it was a, a wonderful platform. Uh, I want to say congratulations. They actually announced the new women for season 14. They did. Um, and, and they look beautiful. Gorgeous. Y'all can't hear me, but I'm clapping. Gorgeous, class. Yes, give it up. Give it up. Give it up. And shout out to Uber. And ch- yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. 
Um, I don't know. Is it Silva? Um, yes, Sil de Silva. Yes, Sal de Silva. Beautiful. Yes, beautiful. Um, you know, uh, Lizzie and I have some mutual Absolutely. friends. Absolutely. So listen, here's the thing. I don't know any of these women mm-hmm. personally, but I'm going to tell you what I do know, Dustin Ross. I know that when I look at that collection of women, it looks more like the New York mm-hmm. City I live in mm-hmm. and that you live in, mm-hmm. and it reflects something that feels more accurate mm-hmm. for today. For sure. For sure. Undoubtedly. And I'm sure that was by design. And we all yeah. know it was by design. <laughs> so there's the thing. And because I'm not a hater, unlike some, You're I not. can congratulate those women. Sincerely. See, sincerely, because everything doesn't have to be about you and I. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to be a part mm-hmm. of progress. No. That's a lesson. I hope y'all got that. Mm-hmm. As long as the progress is happening. That was the point. That's the point. Okay, we're going to leave that right yeah. there. Let some of y'all run that back yeah. and really let that sit. Yeah, sit with it. So, back to the fact that I was done with this, moving on. God has been good. God has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really say that humbly. And if Showing you don't out. stay humble, God and the world will humble you. So, it is only through humility and God's grace and mercy that I have announced a brand new show, The Griot yes, with Ebony K. Williams. Yes. Yeah, that premieres uh, this upcoming Monday, October 24th. Wonderful. So exciting. Uh, Bet on Black, y'all order it right yep. now. Yep. It is available to order Bet on Black. Uh, we're going to get into some of the lessons of the book a little later in the episode. We sure are. Um, we're going to clap for that, too. Yeah, the Your good news. The book. second book. And it's the good news about being black in America today because Wonderful. despite what they say, Dustin Ross, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's some good news. Yes, it is. About being black. That's right. In this country. That's right. Today. That's right. And in that book. And in that book. Okay. <laughs> and in that book. Go on and get it. Now. Bet on get Black, it. available everywhere books are sold. Everywhere books are sold. It's particularly that Amazon. Go ahead and click that Amazon link. Click that. Um, and then, of course, you know, this podcast, mm-hmm. Dustin, the people are loving, they love last season. We had our, our fan base and it's growing. Yeah. But a lot of people are giving me this feedback and I want to know if you're hearing this. People feel like we're operating in a different gear this they season. They do. Right? I've are definitely you hearing been getting that, that feedback yeah. and I love to hear that because you know that growth and progress and, and the evolution of this show has always been important to me and you from day one. From day one. So hearing that it's resonating that way with the audience's music to, to both of our ears. To both of our ears. So yeah. with all of that mm-hmm. going on, I know in my life, you got friends on going mm-hmm. on, you in LA, you mm-hmm. recording, you doing this. This is what we're doing. We mm-hmm. are actually working mm-hmm. and we're blessed to do it. But everybody's not working, Dustin. It's come to my attention uh, that one of my former castmates in particular took the liberty to go on um, Carlos King's podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, Carlos. Uh, hey, Carlos. Uh, because she doesn't have any work. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any more checks coming in. Mm-hmm. So she's stuck in the old shit. She yeah. want to keep bringing up the old shit, Dustin. And, of course, I'm talking about Ramona Singer. The same Ramona that we just saw at BravoCon that was all up in your damn face. Mm-hmm. Tell me how beautiful I Absolutely. looked. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we'll get to that. That was very, hmm. Okay, but I got a message from Miss Ramona at the end of the episode. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Um, so on this recent episode of Carlos's show, Ramona she spent about a good 30 minutes. I mean, over half of her whole episode. Let's keep it real. The whole damn the ho- episode was about how she felt about her experience with you yes, during season 13 of, and, and after, thereafter. And thereafter. Of Rome. Of Rome. That's what her entire conversation you did a, was You about. were on a show for 13 years, and your whole episode was literally about my full name. Mm-hmm. Ebony K. Williams kept mm-hmm. in my mouth. But okay. All right. She wanted to talk Dustin about why she no longer had a job, mm-hmm. why we all got fired. And yes, to be clear, we all got fired. That is a fact. And you bitch, y'all, it's the first time you got fired. Move on. Get some work. Get some business that pays you. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, why there was no reunion. <laughs> okay, we I'm so glad she brought that shit up. Now I wasn't gonna bring it up. Yeah. You literally were not going to talk about this. Because you, you don't and care. I discussed it yeah. and briefly. Briefly. And then we had to talk about these other deals and mm-hmm. checks we cashing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was irrelevant. And the many, many more that are on the way. That are on the way. So, uh, praise be to God. Yes, So, we had decided to leave it alone. But we have a concept in the law. Mm -hmm. Because this is still holding court with Ebony K. Williams. Talk your shit, Ebony. We have a construct in the law, Dustin Ross, that is called opening the door. This is by where someone's on the witness stand. And you're not supposed to talk about a particular thing. And the judge has already said this, let's say it's this person's previous criminal history mm-hmm. is off limits. Mm-hmm. You are not to bring it up, counselor. Mm-hmm. But if that witness is on that stand, Dustin, and they bring it up. They've now opened the door. They've now opened the door. Oh, okay. Ain't that interesting? So she took her hand. So Ramona then took her hand and she didn't open this motherfucking door. Mm-hmm. And guess who going to walk through it? Ebony K. <laughs> Williams. So let's walk through it. Okay. Yep. So the thing is, um, 
you know, she went in there and she did the thing that I really hate, and that is she told half a story. Yeah, I can't stand a half a half storytelling ass person. I can't stand that. But guess who already warned us about this propensity of Ramona to tell half a motherfucking story? Bethany. Mm. Remember, she said, mention it all. Mm. Mention it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now we about to mention it all. Mention it all. Okay, Ebony, come on. I don't know why Ramona just won't mention it all. Just either don't bring it up or mention it all. Bethany told yep. you that, what, about six, seven seasons ago? But yep. here we are. So listen, y'all know this is holding court, and y'all know I don't do what? Speculation? No. I don't do narrative, and nope. I really don't give a fuck about your opinion. Nope. Nor mine. Nor yours. I don't care about my own opinion. Yeah. What I care about, Dustin, what we do here, are we dealing facts? Yeah. Yeah. Let's facts. start with the facts. Okay, so the very first thing out of Ramona's mouth after she threw that shade down at Carlos, I hope he caught it. I'm going to tell you what it was if, if, you, if you missed it. Um, I found out about the, the casting uh, originally of Roni when I was out playing polo. Polo is when you're on the mm-hmm. horses Explain and the ball. Explain it to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, would you have told Andy Cohen what polo was? Right. Anyway. Yep. But okay. see, that's her doing her. But that's, that's, that's the, it. That's how the anti-blackness shows up for this particular woman, y'all. She's telling us what she thinks about us. And you got to catch it or you don't. Yep. And I'm not going to unsee what the fuck I see. Nope. Unlike the rest of some of y'all anyway. But some of y'all see it. I love you. So Ramona says at the beginning of this interview with Carlos that we were all, meaning the uh, remainder of cast uh, from season 13 of Roni, we were all supposed to start filming that following fall. So this is September of 2021. Yeah. And then she claims that the only reason we didn't start filming was because I went to Human Resources and made accusations about her that weren't true. Let me tell you something, Dustin. She already lying. Number one, Ramona, <laughs> I did go to HR, bitch. You're absolutely right. But I never yeah. made any accusation about you. Yeah. Because the the first, well, I made some accusations about you, but not this one. Okay. <laughs> the, the, um, as, as, as I was supposed to do. Let me break it down. The first thing is I went to HR at this particular point. This was the first time I went to HR around Ramona. Not because of anything that she had said or done to me. Mm-hmm. It was around a specific statement mm-hmm. that I was directly told that she made a la go back in the episode arc to Luann's Sag Harbor lunch. Mm, okay. And if you recall all that, that was the angry black woman of it all. Yep. And uh, Luann called me angry. And I said, are you trying to imply I'm an angry yep. black woman? Yep. And then I said, would you, you seem uncomfortable, bitch? Would you like me to leave your home? Yep. Yes, yes, I would. Yeah. You will not come into my house and tell right. me I don't have education. Okay, but you know you didn't go to school. Okay, anyway. Go ahead. Anyway, so I got my bag, threw my Burberry cape, and I got in the Uber and I left. Yep. Who had also left by this point, if you're keeping score, was Leah McSweeney. She had left earlier after she called everybody a hoe and left. Great. So we're both gone at this point. Mm -hmm. It was told to me, Dustin, after the fact, this is summer of 2021 now, that it was told to me directly, by the way, you should know. That Ramona, when you left, said while she still mic'd and while everybody was in earshot, see, this is why we shouldn't have black women on this show. I told y'all, I told y'all. That was the statement that was told to me. Mm-hmm. Dustin, I wasn't there. I don't pretend to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about being there. What I had to do, I had an obligation at that point, not for myself, but because there are black women that work on this show. Yeah. See, a lot of shit y'all don't see because it's behind the scenes. Yeah. Y'all, I just happen to be the only black woman cast member. But please believe that my following protocol and procedure by proceeding to human resources to, to report what I'm being made aware of is not about me. I could cuss Ramona out on camera easily. Mm-hmm. I could sit in her own fucking living room, Dustin, as yeah. I did do, drink champagne and make you leave your own apartment. Yep, yep. I don't have a problem dealing with Ramona directly because I'm grown and I have power. But these other young women, Dustin Ross, they are young black women. They are at work to do their job. They are cameramen and women. They are producers at at various levels, Mm -hmm. uh, which we're going to get to that in a minute. And they deserve to come to work free of trauma. Mm -hmm. One could argue Ramona was the most powerful person on the set as the OG. Is saying out her mouth, allegedly, this is why black women shouldn't be a part of this. How do you think those young sisters felt hearing that? Diminished. How do you think anybody of any complexion or identity felt that is in solidarity with broader humanity? Yeah. And what does it represent that she said that so freely and casually, allegedly Mm -hmm. said that so freely and casually 
as if there, there was going to be no consequence for having that sort of speech. Right. Okay. So in a work environment, Mary in Dad. a work environment, and y'all forget that this is work. Okay. So some of y'all forget, I should say. So I went to HR and I said, "Listen, I don't know if she said it. I literally wasn't there. I obviously was already back at the house, but I believe my due diligence requires, and they agreed that you should know it was out there." Do an investigation, because that's what human resources is for, and find your conclusions. Mm-hmm. And whatever your conclusions are. I'm fine with it. I'm f- more than fine with it. Appreciate your time. So that's what happened. And during that, um, she's right. She was investigated. Now, she likes to say, as she said on Carlos's show many times in this interview, uh, it was found out that what she accused me of, which I didn't accuse you of nothing, I said what was said to me, um, was was fabricated and unfounded and found not to be true. Dustin, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what actually happened. Come on. They came back from the initial investigation, and they did say to me, we've gone through the tape, we've gone through the evidence that we could get our hands on, and we just can't corroborate it. We're not saying she did or didn't. Ebony, we're telling you our attempts failed to show any corroborating evidence. I said, I accepted, received. Copy that. Let's moving on. That was it. It's on them at that point. You gave them the information that you were given. This was not as if you brought a grievance to them. She did exactly, this to me. Exactly. She you didn't just said, hey, here's some, some, some information. information. And I'm not going to sit on that yeah. and bear the consequence of her showing up with poor behavior in the future. Nor are you going to be tested by someone sharing that information that with you part to too. see what you're Where my do. integrity is. What, now what you're going to do. Because that's why you were told that. Yeah, exactly. And let's I'm, be clear. I, and let's be very clear because you could have told anybody, but you told me. So that's what happened. We were, we were good with it. We were done with it. We had moved on, Dustin. See, now you're talking about uh, fall of 2021 when, mm-hmm. yes, she is right. A reunion should have been – really, our reunion should have been scheduled before then. But whatever. It wasn't on me to not do a reunion because they were simultaneously investigating a legitimate claim. Mm-hmm. That's what they were supposed to do. So the timing, Dustin – I'm not going to wear that. You were planning for your reunion. You had showed me multiple gown choices, including the final choice that so you had gorgeous, made. So from Essie. Shout yeah, out to Houston. Shout out to Nigeria. No. But the point is, yeah. you were fully in full swing planning to attend a reunion taping and handle your Nobody business. Nobody wanted a reunion more than me. Yeah. I was really pissed off Absolutely. when I was called to say... Basically, you know, due to the fact that we didn't time the shit right, the investigation took longer than we mm-hmm. thought it was going to take, and now everybody's feeling away. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm still like, next, you know, okay, move on. Let's all move on. That's what I thought was going to happen. But look at God. I'm minding my business. I'm moving on. I'm working. Heather Thompson does an exclusive interview Yeah. with Page Six. This is way after the initial investigation is closed. Everybody's moved on. Heather Thompson does a full exclusive with page six around many things. But one of the things she says outright, Dustin Ross, I know for fact Ramona said we shouldn't have, uh, you know, black women on our show. Whoop de whoop whatever the allegation was. And I was there. That's what Heather said. Heather said I was there at the lunch, which she was at the lunch, you know. And I will say this. While I accepted the initial conclusions, because that's what I'm going to do as a professional, mm-hmm. I was skeptical as to how comprehensive the scope was. Okay, that's fair. And that's just yeah. me being an attorney, period. It could have been anybody doing the investigation. How far reaching? How many interviews did you do? Did you speak to everybody right. that was in the vicinity? Apparently not, because it came out after the fact that Heather said I was never in, um, interviewed. I heard it, and now here we go. They reopened the investigation. See, Ramona, see, you, you set your ass on Carlos's show. And lied. And, and you lied. And you told people half a story. You told them about, you. first of all, you lied. You were never cleared. Because you were never criminally charged. Second of all, it was never found that you didn't say it. It was only initially found that there was no corroboration. Then, after Heather's interview, Dustin, on their own volition, I did not go back to the network to their credit. I didn't have to. They had the good faith to reopen the investigation with new new evidence. Mm-hmm. And they did a new investigation, did interview Heather. When I asked what is the conclusion of the second investigation around the same goddamn issue with Ramona, They said, well, it's not as if we don't find Heather credible. She's credible. But as the only person willing to say they heard it, her single testimony, uh, essentially, her single account is not sufficient sufficient for us to make a larger conclusion. I I took that, too. That Mm -hmm. makes sense to me. Because you understand this process. Because I understand this process. One person's word cannot 
um, you know, a conclusion make. So I said, is, would it be fair to say that the conclusion is inconclusive? They said that's exactly what this investigation is, inconclusive. Not that you said it, not that you didn't say it. It is that we have a piece of corroborating evidence. We don't deem it to be enough to make a conclusion. So we're going to ca call this inconclusive. And guess what? When we come back, Dustin, I'm going to tell you about the fact that that inconclusive uh, landing was atypical for Ramona and an anti-racist, uh, racism, anti-black investigation because there were two prior investigations that I didn't even know existed at this point. Had nothing to do with Had nothing to do with me, but did occur during my tenure on season 13 that it was totally and completely corroborated, Dustin. Corroborated, yes. Yeah, these two prior accusations, two separate accusations, had nothing to do with this. Fully corroborated. Okay, so here we go. Now, after two investigations leading to uh, inconclusive, let's talk about what was corroborated. The first one took place, um, do you remember the very first Hamptons trip? Mm -hmm. Okay, around the same time. Uh, and this happened very quickly. I had filmed exactly one episode with them at Sonia's townhouse, and then we were off to yeah. the Hamptons. So all of this is new. And I will say again, because... The network knew they were bringing on a black housewife for the first time in New York. They did do what they were supposed to do, Dustin. They added a handful, and I do mean a handful, of black people behind the scenes. Okay. A couple bl more black producers, a couple more black um, PAs, things yeah. of this nature, production assistants, things of this nature. So it was told to me, again, this is back to summer of 2021, mm -hmm. as our episodes are airing. This was after that other thing was told to me. Right. The young lady who this was said to told me, you should know that we know she said that thing, and this is why. We know she said it, Ebony, because during when we were filming at the Hamptons for that first cast trip, she had to be investigated then. I said, girl, for what? She said because she said out loud in her own home to the crew, Damn, it's so many black chicks around here now. I can't keep y'all's names straight. And keep in mind, as we talking about three black women. Three. One, two, and three. <laughs> and we wouldn't even take what their names were. And they you have to laugh. It, I, ha I have to laugh. I have to laugh. That's what she said. So I said, girl, no, she didn't. She said, girl, you see, it was, a whole, again, a whole investigation. So this is a whole another person. Had nothing to do with Ebony K. Williams. This individual took Ramona to human resources, again, as they should. Right. When someone says some fuck shit at work, you take them to human resources. You don't confront them personally. No. You don't be quiet because then the next time it's some fuck shit, you have no record, you have no paper trail, and you have no credibility because you, mm -hmm. you were quiet the first time it happened. You take them to human resources, and that is the proper professional protocol to pursue. 100%. That's period. So the young lady did what she was supposed to do. She took her to Human Resources then. So this was, she went to Human Resources the first time. You're talking about late September, early October 2020. Okay. Investigation happens. Investigation concludes fully corroborated. She said what, she, what they said she said. There was some kind of, you know, rigmarole, as they do. And life goes on. Cool. After, again, back, time hopping here, back to... Fall 2021. This is when we should have been taping. Yeah. And I was fine to tape. Their story is their story. They say they was fine to tape. Whatever. I think at this point, the network was not fine to tape because it's too messy. It's too much going on. Right. Too much to be cleaned up. Too much to be cleaned up. Um, and so we're on pause still. I go to lunch with one of said senior producers. And this black woman looks me in my face and lets me know, oh, you know, Ramona, uh, said the N-word in front of me, and I'm talking about E-R. Now, I know N-I-G-G-A, that wouldn't have been cool either, to be clear, but she said N-I-G-G-E-R. I said, ma'am, please stop playing with me and give me the context right now, to be clear. Even the mere utterance of that word by a white person to said black person is violent. That is an act of violence. But I needed to wrap my mind around yes. how this even happened. And she went on to tell me that this was the scene when I was at Ramona's apartment, with the black turtleneck mm -hmm, and my hair pulled mm -hmm. back. And I was asking her, could the she just... The gaslighting scene. Exactly, that scene. So that after that scene, that was a lot for everybody, okay? Including the producers. I packed up, you know, I was done with the scene, took my mic off, went home. I found out that after I went home, 
Ramona, because they're in her house. You know how production goes, Dustin. Yeah, absolutely. They have to take down the lights. Yeah. They have to pack up the, the sound they have equipment. They to strike everything. Strike the set. Striking. So yeah. as they're striking the set, so to speak, um, Ramona and this black woman are by themselves in a room. And I think that's an important note mm -hmm. because the level of intimidation is increased. Mm -hmm. There's no one to protect this black woman in that capacity. Mm -hmm. You say You start telling some story about how you know how it is to be black because... You were called some slurs, I guess Italian slur or whatever, when you were growing up, uh, or Ukrainian slur, and this black woman said, well, I'm not familiar with that slur, Ramona. What does that mean? And she said, it's like if I called you a eh, and said the N-I-G-G-E-R word to her. Oh, okay. All right. So at this point, now- Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. She said this to a black senior producer- That's correct. One-on-one. -on -one. In her home. After in you her guys home. had finished filming a scene. Yeah, on, on Ramona's turf, this this was said. Okay. So you and see. she filed, she took that issue to HR. And, she, and again, and it was as well she should have, and it was fully corroborated. So that's two. So that's two fully corroborated anti-black statements that were investigated and corroborated by the evidence, and one that was at best inconclusive. Okay, so I'm just telling y'all that's what happened. And then when Ramona's ass went on to Carlos's show and went ahead and talking about and Ebony was making up shit, I'm going to tell y'all real quick, Ebony don't make up nothing. What she's talking about were things that didn't even make it to a claim. I just was giving information. Hey, guys, I think you should know that I have witnessed Ramona um, say to the senior black producer on the show, basically, uh, no, you go produce Ebony. You produce the black housewife. And I heard her say, directly this ain't even no basic she said when i said to um i was talking to the black female producer senior and i said hey you know next in scene we have you know i'm just trying to get a lay of the land for what we got to film next wasn't even talking to ramona dustin she turned her ass around real quick on the stool this was at a sushi restaurant and said um don't ask her she doesn't know ask such and such who was a white male counterpart senior producer now why are you gonna tell me this white man senior producer knows and he has the exact same job title as this black female senior producer. But she don't know. Don't ask her nothing. She wouldn't know. It read anti-black to me. That's how I felt about it. So that's why I said something about it. So if you want to say that you can't, you know, prove that in a human resources investigation, I'll accept that, Dustin. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing to prove. Mm -hmm. But I'm mm -hmm. not going to sit on the fact that that's how it landed for me. Absolutely So that's not. when y'all hear her talking about it. She made up stuff. That's what she's talking about. It ain't no makeup, bitch. That's what I saw. I love that Ramona Dustin in Car on Carlos's show also went on to say that it is my fault and that she lost money because I went to HR and I put out a narrative that says she's racist and that made her basically radioactive for all of these brands and all of these things. Which there's a verifiable record of the type of work that you've done like that, right? That she's done like that, yes. rather. And I haven't seen it. That's all I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I, you can easily tell there would have been a, a sharp decline in certain things that oh, were presented and posted. And Ramona, you know, you ain't, no brands, ain't no brands looking for you. Now, second of all, that was a lie. And I told Ramona this when she called me over the summer. I wasn't even the first person on the show to bring up you being a racist, Ramona. You got to call your friends for that. Both Sonia Morgan and Luann Delaseps. Don't take my word for it, y'all. Go back to episode seven, season 13. I believe it was called um, Electile Dysfunction. This mm -hmm, was the election mm -hmm. party. I was like, oh, my God, I really had a great time in the Hamptons with you guys. And, you know, after we went through the shit, we got to a good place. Right. You know, Ramona and I, you know, had a really cute picture on Instagram. And so I reposted the picture. In that scene, Dustin, these women were at my apartment at the 30 Park Place in mm -hmm, Tribeca. Mm -hmm. And her two 20-plus-year friends said to me, unprovoked, Girl, watch it. Ramona is using you because you're a pretty black girl and you're new to the group and she has a history of looking like she has a problem with black people. That's what Sonia said and Ramona, I mean, and uh, Luann co-signed it. And it's on the episode. So go watch the episode. Don't play with me. I'm not, I'm not even the one that introduced no construct of you being racist on this season. On camera. Only on camera. <laughs> So that's your friends. So that's that, that that's that lie. I don't even know what lie we on now. Probably yeah. five, six, or seven. So this is called a rebuttal, mm -hmm. Ramona. And if you didn't know, now you know. I am classically trained mm -hmm. in the art of rebuttal. Mm -hmm. For those of you who can't tell, if you're listening to this, I am going line by line, basically by every word and lie that Ramona told on Carlos's show, and I am eviscerating you.
because you are telling things that are simply not true. And I have the receipts, I have the evidentiary offering to prove them so. Oh, I love that she said this, too. I love when she said that she was hurt, Dustin, that I went to HR with my um, inquiries. She said, she said, I was hurt because, you know, we were a team. We were a team. And, you know, we might fight on camera, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything like that because we were a team. Now, Dustin, how were we a team when y'all, Ramona and them, had an all-white group chat? What? Yeah, we were all in a group chat at some point during casting when we got better. Because she's right, by the end of the season, we were all in a really good place together. We're going to get to that in two seconds. And then all of a sudden, as the episode started airing, and I started speaking my truth when asked, you know, by outlets, how did this make you feel? What did you feel about this? I wrote that brilliant piece for USA Today. Yes, you did. About being, um, not being angry and being human to humanize uh, black women's experiences. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I realized I, I ain't got nothing from the group chat. I was taken out of the group chat. Y'all sat up there and y'all had an all-white group chat at this point. And guess what, Dustin? I wasn't even mad. You know why? Because I understood where we actually were. I always yeah, did. Yeah. We were never friends. You can blame that on whoever, uh, but it just was the case. Yeah. Okay? We were never. We did not even know each other, me yeah. and none of these women. And by the way, that is a long tradition in housewives casting. Yeah. They will oftentimes find someone that they think is an individual good housewife material and throw her on a show. And happens say all that the they time. Were someone's friend and brought and on. It happens all the time. To a, by a it happens all the time. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know none of y'all. Y'all didn't know me. I didn't know you anything, and you didn't know me anything. No. That's a very important point. Mm-hmm. So this notion, all of a sudden, Ramona, that we were a quote team, and that somehow you expected me to protect you. For me to show up in a posture of protection for you and these uh, anti-black, racist, outlandish, inappropriate things that you are saying in the workplace, you got me fucked up because you never protected me. Yeah. So and that's and that's okay because you didn't owe that to me. Just like I didn't owe you shit. Yeah. So that's what that is, y'all. This is just absolutely ridiculous. And then she sat on there and she said that um oh and then Ebony sent me a video complimenting my Camilla dress. I did like your Camilla dress, bitch. It was cute. Mm-hmm. I have one just like it. Mm-hmm. Um and then she says, sister, that's a lie. I never yeah, called I didn't you like that. No, because first of all, you know me, Dustin. We talk all the time. Yeah, you don't even say that. That's not in my vernacular. No, it's not in your vernacular. I don't even use that term. I might have called you girl. I might say, hey, girl. Maybe with her, maybe. Maybe. But the way, the tone and inflection that she used when she was trying to um, mimic, you know, what yeah. you guys' conversation was like, you could tell it was bullshit. Oh, yeah, my sister. <laughs> and you and my and my mama said just the way she was, like, she changed her speech. Yeah, that was that black dialect, that was, so-called black like, dialect. What are you doing? Uh, it was cringe. does not speak like that. It was cringe. And don't, I'm talking about my mama no more. And my mama do like Ramona, but that's my mom. My, my mom is my mom. Your I mean. mom doesn't have an experience with Ramona. That person. either. My she mom is watching her, her on, on television, TV. Exactly. Yeah. Girl, please. Um, all right. So listen, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, I'm going to wrap this up and just talk about um, what you did. If you made it to the end of the season mm-hmm. <laughs> and the final episode was a was a lovely episode. Mm-hmm. It was a lovely moment. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about what happened to get us there and how it all fell apart. Okay. So then Ramona goes on to this uh to wrap up her, you know, diatribe talking about me, uh, she talks Dustin about how the final episode we finally came together, and she wishes we could have gotten there sooner. She's like, "Oh my god, it was so great!" And I agree, it was a great episode, and we were at a great place as a cast at the end. Finally, it took all season long for us to actually get to a good place. Ramona says it's because because Ebony finally loosened up. <laughs> no, ma'am. No, ma'am. That's not what happened. Ebony loose as a goose on, on a regular basis. You've been loose since the day you met me. Not not that kind of loose. Right. To be clear. Right. Couldn't buy it. No, no. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, but I'm gonna tell you what exactly happened instead, Dustin. It wasn't okay. that I loosened up. Mm-hmm. What she, what she experienced, what they all experienced, was finally after filming with you hoes all season long, mm-hmm. y'all finally made space for my entirety. You're right. Y'all stop being on pins and needles. Y'all stop trying to control me. Y'all finally realize we're not going to break this bitch. We better take her the way she is. And when you did that, like Sonya Morgan did two episodes in. Right. Now we can move past my insistence 
on centering blackness and my authentic experience. Yep. See, that's what it is. It wasn't about talking about no politics, Dustin. No, you never talked about politics. I asked that bitch exactly one time how she if she could celebrate a woman in the White House in any capacity. Right. And she you, and she went all the way left with it. I was like, you know, you could have just said, Ebby, I don't fuck with Kamala's policies and politics, and that could have been the end of it. I, okay. She didn't have the tools. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> we're going to get to that in the yeah. very, very end in a minute. So it wasn't about politics. What I was doing all season long, because I wasn't, did you hear me talking about gas prices? Did you hear me talking about environmental protection services? (laughs) Did you hear me talking about tax rates? Did you hear me talking about uh, abortion rights? (laughs) Shit, I wasn't talking about no goddamn (laughs) politics. Do y'all know what politics are? Do y'all know what a policy is? But that lets you know how juvenile this conversation (laughs) is anyway. She was talking about nothing but her feelings of anger and resentment. Attached to her no longer being employed by that network. Yeah, she's mad because you That's lost a what check. That's it was. Yeah, she's trying all to of this is about that. Attribute it to all these other things that she knows are hot button trigger points mm-hmm. to stoke the flames of, of these existing tensions. No, nah, girl, you just couldn't keep up. And when it was time for you to have very real and pertinent, relevant conversations mm-hmm. about things that mattered, you didn't have the tools to do it. You weren't mature enough to do it from a, a logistic standpoint you were irrational and emotional and, and unhinged you out, as she and said you became unhinged yes and you wanted to to continue to present these behaviors that she identified in her interview as what did she say they want to see us um, have fun have and fun all it is and, and, and guess what and drink, getting drunk be, being a little overserved. That's yes what she said. and guess what i was drinking right there with the rest of them all season but that ain't all you got and, and that's, that's the a, difference between the two but B. Dustin, again, go look at the episode of me and Sonia in Philadelphia. We had us a good fucking good time, time with being, Devin being Simone. Regular girlfriends. Regular girlfriends. Why? Because episode two, Sonia said, I don't know if y'all remember, this was one of my favorite moments in the whole season. Sonia grabbed my hands. We were in Ramona's house, and she said, You know what? It's time out for us old white ladies, and we need to make some space for our black sisters. Mm-hmm. That's what Sonia said. And after that, since then, you she just saw say Bravo. She Khan. got it. She got it. Now I don't have to force anything on you. Yep. I don't have to force nothing down your throat because yep. you see me, I see you. We've nego- and that's the negotiation I'm talking about. Y'all were so simple, some of y'all, on the first uh, Carlos uh, debut episode mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. his wonderful show mm-hmm. that I was on. When I was talking about their inability to negotiate with me, I'm not talking about paperwork, y'all. I'm no. talking about that moment, the ability to negotiate shared space with me on this platform. And what Ramona's mad about and what Ramona and them, and when I say Ramona and them, I'm talking about mm-hmm. everybody but Sonya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ramona and them are mad, Dustin, for two reasons only. Number one, y'all are mad y'all lost that check. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Bills need to be paid. But you need to be mad at yourselves, and here's why. All of y'all were put in a position to still be paid today. All y'all needed to do was recognize I'm not the one, I'm not the bitch that's going to concede anything to you. Ever. Ever. But I will negotiate with you in good faith. Mm -hmm. And if y'all would have come to me like a real one, and we could, especially you, Ramona, don't Mm -hmm. they call you an OG? Mm -hmm. And that's an original gangster. (laughs) So you're supposed to know how to play this game. And Ramona, you are specifically mad because I played that game better than you. Look at the angst in her voice. I mean, she sent me this like we're best friends. Bitch, you were calling me every other week like we were best friends. And this, and let's go to Avra, and let's do this. And oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're right about my gra- about my grandmother, Katie. May she rest in peace. You're right. I didn't do right by you. That's what you said in my face, but you're going to get on Carlos' podcast and act like uh, you were so hurt that I didn't recognize, you know, you ignoring my grandmother's death was okay. It wasn't okay. And you ain't okay. So you're mad that I played your game better than you, and you're mad that you don't have that check coming in. But guess what, Ramona? Go to work. Just go to work. Carlos had a good title for the episode. I think it was called Ramona Sings the Blues or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Ramona Wines. The Bluegrass. The Bluegrass. <laughs> Not the Blues. Mm-hmm. She could have gone to work in the first place. That part. And has she done that and shown up as a formidable, you know what I mean, cast member on this show with totally. you. And, and really met you in the space. Just met me in the show, space. She would still have that check because it's not like you went on a crusade or a campaign to get anyone fired or to end anyone's not. tenure on this network. That is such a... It was so the opposite of that, Dustin. And I'm going to end on this because it's important to people know. Ramona also added in this little commentary that I wasn't brought on the show for that, that I wasn't cast, quote, to center blackness. Ma'am, contrary to your belief, y'all don't produce this show. You are not a producer. You I'm are so not glad a producer. you said that because she literally said in that interview with Carlos, you know, I, I don't produce the show, but I, I know how. I can't do it. I could just She I actually do said, it. I'm like you. She said, just just like how you moved up. 
That's what she said. That's um, what she said to, to, the, to a person who owns their own production co- yes. company with several airing shows right now. And several employees. That's what she said. That's what she said. I, I could do that. And she really believes it. She would That's say that all That's the problem, which is why she felt like she could say to them, Ebony. Yep. No, don't or say to you, don't ask her. She doesn't know. Ask right. him, you know, and make those sort of decisions on set. Undermine the whole time, undermining blackness. Yeah. Undermining the authority of what it is the to have a lived black experience and the hierarchy and the fact that people have earned their positions, mm-hmm. including Carlos mm-hmm. King. Mm-hmm. You are not him, bitch. And mm-hmm. that's your problem. I'm not talking about politics again. I am centering blackness again. And guess what? I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to do it every day, every episode, until you get the memo and you act like you understand what it is to share space with a brilliant, beautiful, accomplished, successful, fun-loving black woman like myself. Mm -hmm. And if you had understood that episode two or three, like Sonia Tremont Morgan, we would have had a whole different season. We would probably be on season 15 by now, and everybody would have got paid. And I'm very sure, Dustin, that uh, that is what the executives envisioned. Absolutely. And I'm going to finish on this. Luann, um, you know, she was bought on there after a chemistry test with Luann where she talked about her ex-fiance uh, and her ring. Yeah, I had a chemistry test. Everybody has a chemistry test, Dustin. That's and it just so happened that day I was legitimately debating whether or not to give him this big-ass diamond ring back. Mm-hmm. You know, my dumb ass gave that ring back. I should have. I wish you would have called me. I know. My mom is still mad Call about that. Call me before you get in the car next time. I know, right? So anyway, as I'm discussing this with Luann, who also gave me bad advice on that. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it made for a great little scene, and mm-hmm. it was fine. Mm-hmm. That wasn't anything outside of who I am. That's called another faction. Because I interviewed, just like anybody, for the, and you know many people who've gone through this process, yeah. Dustin Ross, that is hours of interviewing over months. Months. That's a long process. A and, very long process. And here's the behind the scenes on that, Dustin. I had faux locks during every mm-hmm. one of my um, things, because it, it was summertime. Yeah. 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 <laughs> summertime 2020. Yeah. During peak pandemic, yeah. I had faux locks in my hair. Every time my setup at the time in my home, the backdrop was a commissioned art piece custom that I had made that showed the middle passage. It showed our ancestors, Dustin, yours and mine, stacked up like sardines against one another as they crossed the mid-Atlantic for months at a time to land on these shores as chattel slaves. That's what was in the background. You know what was beside that picture, Dustin? My bachelor's degree in black studies from UNC Chapel Hill. So Ramona Everybody knew what time it was. If you didn't get your ass on the Google and you didn't see who was being brought onto this show, you didn't see that this is an academic who is proud of her blackness, who understands it at an academic and lived experience level. And I better get my ass together. That's on you. Because that that's how it should have played out. Dustin. It should have played out. Wow. They bought on this really black centric, smart, even keeled, great temperament black woman. Young, pretty. They like that part. They did like I, that I was young and pretty. They kept mm-hmm. telling me, that, why can't you just be pretty? Fuck you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Go read Pretty Powerful. Why My can't first you book. just be ugly? Um, <laughs> what, they, what they wanted, Dustin, was let, bring me on. Ramona, who had had a longstanding um, reputation, as you said, of being anti-black and racist, anti-Semitic, all the mm-hmm. things. Ramona could have said, oh, wow, I get it now, Ebony. I see what it is. Let me do better done better or at least pretended to do better because we all know some people on some franchises just pretend to do better mm-hmm. and, it's, and that's just fine Get, mm-hmm. just make it make it do what it do mm-hmm. and then Ramona could have lived three four five more seasons on the show people would have start stopped calling for her firing because she would have shown herself to have some growth on the issue mm-hmm. and the network could have used myself Leah and whoever else to be catalyst for a new generation it would have been an integrated both Racially, culturally, and age-wise, mm-hmm. one Roni. Absolutely. And there's no way that wasn't the vision. Well, the problem is when you have such strong convictions otherwise and such strong feelings inside of you mm-hmm. that get the best of you, especially when you have multiple years. How many years has she been 13. on te- When you have 13 year- years, right, of experience yes. on television working in this capacity, mm-hmm. you should be savvy enough in that space to understand how that show was cast, yep. what it represented, what it could have been mm-hmm. and should have been, and you should have had the foresight, to, Ramona, is who I'm speaking of, of course. to play your part and to understand how position. this could benefit you and the show. When you don't have enough res- enough respect for the show, this is an ensemble cast, mind you. It's not the Ramona Singer show. No. So when you don't have enough respect for the show, 
to understand and, and proactively pursue the greater good of a show because you respect it and want it to be successful. Right. You you miss that you you make mistakes and you, you don't do you make things. you make million dollar you make choices. Mistakes. You, make you make bad choices. choices. You That's make choices you that cost you, you know, reunion checks and seasons forward checks and probably legacy spinoff checks. Uh, and and here's the other thing, though, Dustin, this is not rocket science. Mm-mm. Ramona and them made a choice and please y'all spare me with this but we like ebony bullshit because they they quick to uh, but we like her you made a choice and you underestimated that i'm not a weak bitch i'm not gonna concede to you now it's some other folks that would have i'm not her i'm not them so what we can do is we can come to this table like grown women and we can negotiate what a shared experience on this amazing platform looks like but no y'all thought that because y'all were OGs or y'all had been there, because maybe just because of the nature of being white women or maybe because of your age or maybe all of the above, mm-hmm. y'all really thought that I was going to fall in line, be happy to be there, play the cute sidekick, yeah. and get and get on with it. You never bothered to think, what is Ebony's why? Mm-hmm. Why is Ebony on this show? And is it possible that her why is different than my why? Mm-hmm. And if I believe in an ensemble, high ratings at all costs mentality, which is Ramona's position, and I'm not mad at it, maybe it would do me, my interest, fuck a if greater anything, thing, just my own interest, some good to sit down with this younger lady and figure out her why and figure out how our whys can coexist. Well, Ebony, unfortunately, you have to be smart enough to, to deduce that and to yeah. come to that sort of conclusion after a process of thought. And when that process of thought is omitted, mm-hmm. you're just... You out there looking like a fool, out there crying over spilled having milk, tantrums, yeah. having tantrums, being unhinged. You know, so I'm, I'm a done with it. But before I, I be totally done with it, mm-hmm. I do have something um, for Brother Carlos King. And a lot of people have been texting me today like, oh, you mad at Carlos? I'm, why would I be mad at Carlos? Carlos is a business Carlos man. is doing his job. And he is, do, he, is, he is doing what? Minding the business that pays him. Liter- quite literally. Quite literally. And, um, you know, I really, you know, think this might be the most pro-black shit Ramona has ever done in her life, Dustin. Mm. You know what I mean? She went on and gave Carlos some great content. I'm sure it'll be a greatly uh, rated episode mm-hmm. of his mm-hmm. show. Uh, and then she, you know, are you getting paid right now? I think so. You are. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. yeah. It's going to clear. You definitely I'm are. getting paid. I mean. Um, and so, you know, thank you. Wonderful team is working. Uh, you know, Suki Nim yeah. getting paid. Gotham yeah. getting paid. Absolutely. Ashley getting paid. Yes. Carla getting paid. Yeah. You know, everybody's getting paid because of because of your tears, Ramona. So if you want to keep on crying them, that's fine. But what you should have done, instead of sitting up in them scenes all season long with a brilliant bitch like me, instead of being bored, you should have been taking notes. You should have been trying to understand better how to really play the game and how to be a real boss lady. But if you want to talk about it further, come on on Holden Court. We'll have you anytime. But other than that, keep my name out your mouth, Ramona. Don't speak to me. Don't run up to me at BravoCon. Don't, hey, girl, hey. Don't, don't do none of that. I want you to keep, keep it cute and keep the same energy. Now that you really said how you feel, because you weren't saying it like this until this, this episode with Carlos. Now that you've been very plain and very clear, because I was never mad. I went on page six um, with Evan Dustin. I said, I don't think Ramona should be fired for anything she's done on camera, mm-hmm. which if you caught what I was putting mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. and I meant that. You were quite literal. Quite literal. What she's doing on camera is who she's been. Mm-hmm. Why, should she, why should she get fired for that? But the shit you were doing behind the scenes, the things that went from harmless fun to anti-black trauma for young ladies that are not positioned to defend themselves properly that's something else because of your arrogance yeah because of your arrogance because of your ego because Mm -hmm. of your arrogance and that's why you are pissed they pissed dustin yeah you know but don't be mad at me it's displaced viewers that really love that version of roni don't be mad at me i mean Mm -hmm. you can't i don't really give a fuck because i'm out here working Mm -hmm. but you really need to look at the veterans. You need to look at how it was handled and the choices that were made that were so stuck. They were so stuck and stagnant, Dustin, in not wanting to move the franchise forward in a way. And you talk about, see, Ramon, again, you think you're so smart. You know, you're talking about ad dollars and revenue and ratings. Ratings only matter, Ramona Singer. Here, I'm going to give you a quick little lesson. Ratings only matter so that they can sell the ad space for a particular dollar amount. Mm-hmm. So it generally is correlated to say if you have higher ratings, it goes for a higher price. Mm-hmm. You better ask O'Reilly, 
who mm. had the highest ratings uh, at the time on Fox News Channel, and they were through the roof, and his ass got canceled. Why? Because the advertisers were no longer willing to have a brand associated with somebody with his reputation. So Ramona, ratings, great. They're not gold. It is the advertising relationship that is the goal. And people, Ben ain't wanting to fuck with you around your branding. That's why you have been being called to be fired, terminated, or at least reduced to a part-time role since way before I got to Roni. Way before. And anyone who watches any of the New York Housewives or Real Housewives of New York, you know that. You know that. You've heard this reverberating conversation. Like You've heard it. Yeah. So listen, again, I didn't even intend to go into any of this detail, Dustin Ross. None of it. Because we're working. Yeah. God is good. And don't give a damn. You don't even think about this stuff. No. But what you're not going to do with my reputation and my well-earned credibility as an authority and truth teller in my culture and beyond yeah. is play on my name. And again, my note for Carlos, totally get you doing the interview, brother. I'm not mad at you. Get your money. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure get mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would do, though, Carlos, is ask for you to stop conflating politics with humanity. Yeah, that's a big difference. Uh, that's a big difference, Carlos. Um, and, and and I know, I, I'm going to assume, because of my uh, good faith relationship with you, that you didn't mean any harm by it. Mm-hmm. But know that it is doing harm when you create a conflation between anti-blackness, anti-Semitism, homophobia, things that are talking about values of greater humanity in one another, and know that our humanities are tied up in one another. And you conflate that and you call it politics. And you say it belongs on the view. Because all of y'all right now that's mad at Kanye, that's feeling a way about how he's showing up as anti-Semitic mm-hmm. and anti-black and anti-this and anti-that, mm-hmm. y'all call the, the place and time police. And y'all want it to be a place and time where we don't tolerate that. But then you want it to be a place and time where we turn our TVs on Tuesdays at 8 and we laugh at it and we call it entertainment. Mm-hmm. Just look at yourselves on that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So that's it on that. You remember at the end of um, Lean on Me when Joe Clark was walking out of the um, PTA meeting? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's all I got to say and about that. That's all I got to say about that. That's right. And he got on down. Put his thing out. That's right. And kept it moving. And that's it. That's right. People don't have the tools. Yeah. They don't have the tools. They don't have the vernacular. They don't have the temperament. They don't have the ability. A lot of them don't have the education, Dustin. They don't. They know it's an issue. And they know it makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about all kinds of people, mm-hmm. women, black people, gays, mm-hmm, you name mm-hmm. it, um, Jews, Muslims. And then you want to get mad when someone else does have the tools. Yeah. That's misplaced frustration. That is vicarious trauma. Y'all that don't have the tools need to just say, I don't have the tools. I'm not able. But for those of us that are able, and my God says, I am able, Dustin. Come on. I'm able, and I'm blessed to be able. Get out of my way and let me do what I have been called to do. And that's it. Oh, and don't worry, you can get more inside details when you pick up your copy of Bet on Black. Talk about and, it. And buy it on Amazon or wherever you get your books and turn to me. If you're a Roni person, you want this here, T, Chapter 3. Yep. It's all about this. And I, I talk about those conversations, Dustin, and, yep. and what I was excited to do with the platform. Um, I think they immediately saw... This bitch is going to make us work harder, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Whether it's race, whether it's fashion, mm-hmm. whether it's um, just energy and scene, mm-hmm. you're going to have to work at a different level. Mm-hmm. And one thing, going back to y- you for a second, that I so revere about you, Dustin, you are a companion in profession that actually pushes me. Mm-hmm. There's days where I come in here and I'm ready to do the show, but I got to meet your in- and because I actually, I have a work ethic, mm. you know, and you have a work ethic, that's why it's magic. Mm-hmm. But if I came in here and I was a lazy type of, type of bitch, yeah. now I'm mad at you for shining bright. Oh, Dustin is on one today. That's he really, real. You, but you know what I'm talking about? I totally about? understand you know, what you mean. Oh, yeah. Dustin. We've all been an ensemble cast. Yep. At different but see, platforms. That doesn't, that's not in us. That's not yeah. who I am as a person, and that's not who you, you are. You know why? Because you're a star. Because you're an actual star. And you're always going to rise to the occasion. And you never are afraid to shine even brighter and work harder. And to be honest, to keep it so real, Mm -hmm. like, it's such a much more gratifying experience when you're amongst Mm -hmm. other people who are legitimately formidable. And they're and and, and it's so it's encouraging for me to be around people like you. Same. Who have it naturally. Same. It makes me want to be, to operate at a certain level. So that's really the should. That's really the, that's the a good POV takeaway. that they should have had. Yeah. They weren't, they were hating on you. Let's call it what it no, was. They were hating on you and they did not want you being there. They wanted, if you want a black placeholder in here, mm-hmm. fine. 
but it needs to be like we like this. We yeah, don't we like, like this. this. We like this. We we like a go along to get along type mm-hmm. of bitch that's mm-hmm. going to allow the show to remain as it's been, mm-hmm. centered on white shenanigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 just keep that train pushing. Yeah, there was no shape shifting going on on your behalf. No, and they just couldn't. They they did not want to do the work yeah. to accommodate that. Yeah, so what we're really talking about at the end of it is laziness. Yeah. You know, so Ramona, get off these podcasts, get get off other people's platform giving mm-hmm. us money mm-hmm. and go on and get you some business that pays you. Yeah. And go to work. Yeah. I want you to work. God I, bless. That's I love all a working woman. God bless. God bless God you. God bless, Ramona. God bless. Well, this was a little special edition yes. of Holding Court. Yes. We love y'all. <laughs> we want you to um, stay vaccinated. What else we want people to do? Moisturize. Mm-hmm. We want you to keep stay. Uh, y'all, a recession is coming. Did y'all know that? A recession is coming. So that's Believe another reason why not. folks real feel in their feelings. So um, go ahead and keep your job. If mm-hmm. you have one, mm-hmm. I want you to get some side hustles going. Get, mm-hmm. Getting this gig economy. Mm-hmm. Multiple streams of income. I'm yep. serious. We just talked about this on the griot. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, what you want the people to do, Dustin? Read your terms and conditions. Even if you have to put on reading glasses to do it. Thoroughly. Holden Court is an Interval Presents original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellen Swag, And marketing lead, Samira Still.